Today we begin talking about King Chizkiyahu, who is indeed a, a great king, and we're going to be talking about him for the next three chapters. Chizkiyahu is widely covered in Tanakh. Here in Yeshayahu, in Divrei Yamim, so much is said about him. And um, he's the Chizkiyahu of Chizkiyahu's tunnel, which you might have walked through underground in Ir David. And today we'll talk about his religious reforms, um, his religious direction. Tomorrow we'll talk about the... Uh, phenomenal attack on Jerusalem in the time of Sancherev. And in in our final class on chapter 20, we'll talk about Chizkiyahu's illness and his alliance or his attempted alliance with Babel, with Moradach Baladan ben Baladan. So today, let's talk about Chizkiyahu, who which the Tanakh tells us, Hashem. He did that which was correct in God's eyes. We see his Kal of Avodah Zarah. In fact, he is so ardent about uh, getting rid of idolatry that he it even tells us that he cuts down the Nachash Nechoshet, the copper serpent, which Moshe had done. Moshe made a copper serpent, if you recall, in uh, chapter 21 of Sefer Bamidbar, and uh, there was an episode there, and it had been preserved until this time. We're talking about something like 600 years, but... And it gives us a sense of the atmosphere of the age where it tells us that at this point, people started worshipping this copper serpent. It, it hadn't been worshipped. It hadn't been used as idolatry for uh, until for 600 years. And at this point, the atmosphere under Assyrian uh, influence is so toxic that people began to offer up sacrifices to it. They turned it into a god. And Chizkiyahu has no qualms. He cuts down this Nechash Nechoshet, he melts it down and simply gets rid of this historical artifact. Because if it's a choice between this or Avodah Zarah, there is no place for Avodah Zarah. And this is where um, Chazal talk about the six phenomenal things that Chizkiyahu did. And one of them is that Girer Atzmot Aviv Al Mitashel Chavalim, that um, if you recall, Achizkiyahu's father was Achaz. Achaz had turned the kingdom to idolatry and absolutely capitulated to Assyrian religion. Chizkiyahu refused to give his father a proper funeral. Instead of giving him a royal burial, he dragged his corpse through the street on a like a pauper, uh, on a mitashel chavalim, on a bed of ropes. And this shift into uh, the shift of religious direction. This return to monotheism is very clear in Divrei Yamim, where it tells us who in the very first year of his reign, in the very first month, he opened the gates of Hashem, uh, of the house of God and he strengthened them. And uh, they, they, it says, because before they they totally shut down the temple in Ahaz's time, his father's time, and Chizkiyahu represents a new religious direction. And that's why in our chapter we read these unprecedented language, verse 5, He relied on God, there was no king like him, he cleaved to God. He never abandoned God. 
and he kept the commandments which which uh, God commanded Moshe by and God was with him everything he did he was successful these accolades are unusual in Tanakh and uh, we can see a real uh, effort to invest in um, a real effort to invest in in, in Torah the Gemara in Sanhedrin says even more than this that um, that the Sancherev was kept at bay because of the oil of Chizkiyahu, that he would keep the lights on in the synagogues and in the Batei Midrash. And it says that he enforced, he, he in fact put a sword outside the, the Bet Midrash and said anybody who doesn't learn Torah will be stabbed, will be impaled on this sword. And they checked from Dan to Be'er Sheva, and there wasn't even an Amaharet. There was no one who didn't, and not even a, a Tinok Vitinoket. It shows that women were learning. Not only a, a boy an, or a girl, Ishvisha, Shelohayubikim Bilchotuma Tahara. He spread the, the Torah learning. One of the lovely proofs that he spread Torah learning is actually found in the book of Mishle. In Mishle, chapter 25, uh, we see an interesting heading. You all know, I assume, that Mishle, Ele Mishle Shlomo. Um, we have the book of Mishle, Ele Mishle Shlomo ben David Melech Israel. So the, Mishle is written by Shlomo. But if you open chapter 25, we see what we might consider to be, I think what we call in today's world, a, a second expanded edition because chapter 25 begins gum ele mishle shlomo these are also the proverbs of shlomo which were copied by hezekiah king of yehuda and then we see another six chapters of mishle and what's happening there it seems like that in that in chizkiyahu's time they are republishing old religious works works like mishle which warn people against the dangers of sin are being republished, and if you want to republish something, you say, "Wow, there are new chapters, new chapters that weren't in the old book." And in fact, they found off the director's cuts, off the cutting floor, they found some old chapters which had been edited out of Mishle, and they added them in. So, according to Chazal, Chizkiyahu uh, is 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 ensuring that the lights are on, paying the expenses of the shuls and the Batei Midrash, and ensuring that people are learning Torah. Um, but we can already see this in Tanakh, that Mishle is being republished and Chizkiyahu is investing in education. But not only that, uh, Chizkiyahu is very interested in national unity and particularly people coming to the Beit HaMikdash. In his very first year, as we read, he opens the gates of the Beit HaMikdash and decides that he's going to do a huge national Pesach. Pesach is the time that we proclaimed our allegiance to God with our Korban Pesach. And we repudiated idolatry, the gods of Egypt. And likewise, he decided to uh, create a, 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 a Pesach. It ended up being Pesach in the second month because people were not pure. He seems he came to power in Nisan. And that year, everybody did Pesach Shenim. And here's the interesting thing. It says, he sent messengers through the towns of Ephraim and Manasseh up north, all the way to Zvolun, right in the north, in the Galil Elyon, 
they, they mocked them. <laughs> they said, what, we're going to come to Jerusalem? We're, we're still left here from the northern kingdom. By the way, the first year, the northern kingdom is still intact. Um, but eventually, they did come. And it says that when they celebrated their, their uh, Pesach, uh, many of the people who arrived from Ephraim and Manasseh and Yisachar and Zebulun had not managed to find ways to purify themselves and in, in time for the first Pesach, and that's why they scheduled it at um, Pesach Sheni. And listen to this lovely um, v- verse, and it says, Hiskiyahu prayed against them and said, Hashem hatov yichaper ba'ad. Hashem, who is good, will, will atone for them. Don't worry. Because Hiskiyahu only wanted to seek God. Hashem And then they described the, the, the Pesach. There was great rejoicing in Jerusalem. Since the days of Solomon, there was not such rejoicing in Jerusalem. And one assumes that this is the, res- the result of a sense of unification, uh, a sense that the nation is once again unified. We're not celebrating Yehuda separately and Israel separately, but Chizkiyahu manages to bring everybody back to God in Jerusalem um, and uh, create a sense of national unity. It's so sad that this is happening in the first year of Chizkiyahu, and just nine years later, Shomron is going to cease to exist. It seems to be a window of opportunity, of unity and uh, monotheism that wasn't able to be capitalized on because of the uh, circumstances. So uh, this is sort of important to, to emphasize just the degree and the depth of the religious revolution of Chizkiyahu. Um, we'll leave it here for today because we're out of time. But tomorrow we'll talk about the great attack of Sanchev, um, which, according to Sefer Malachim, takes place in the 14th year of Chizkiyahu's reign. Thank you for listening. See you tomorrow.